Insanity is shooting a basketball over and over again, but then go out to try to kick a field goal. That's insane, right? Right. <laughs> Greatness is shooting a basketball over and over again, and then go out and shoot three points and hit it. Okay. That's the easy. That's the easy scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm up everybody howdy and welcome to episode 197 of the supersetyourlife.com podcast your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym john f nickerson is with us today our fourth episode of our posing 101 series to teach bikini posing john is a wnbf professional bodybuilder himself frequently asked to head judge domestic and international competitions and host of the popular annual Northwest Royal Natural Competition, of which my brother Bo and I both competed in personally back in 2019. So we'll touch on that a little bit too. Also, John is very well known and experienced in coaching the bikini category. When Hiro Chang and I were speaking last week, he recommended John for his diverse experience having judged various tested and untested organizations. John's upcoming show is going to be in September of 2024. Information can be found at www.nwroyalnaturalbodybuilding.org. This is an opportunity for natural athletes to earn your pro card. It's about six to eight weeks after the Open Natural that I am co-hosting with Hiro, which could serve as a warm-up in a less competitive environment, looking into possibly kicking it into high gear to come in top shape for John's show. John is someone that I look up to in a big way. First Peter 4.8 says, keep your love for one another at full strength. John has a radiant spirit that makes you feel like a million bucks when you talk to this guy. His weekly motivations are addicting. His TikToks are loaded with energy. And he's someone you definitely need to listen up to to keep your head in the game when you don't feel like it. I believe John is the kind of man that St. Peter was describing when he wrote that letter. His Instagram is John Nickerson underscore tough underscore NWRNB underscore WNBF. I will put a link to that as well as his TikTok and his website in the show notes of this episode. John, welcome to the supersetyourlife.com podcast, sir. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for the great introduction. And um, it really is a honor, a blessing to be here and to have this be on this podcast with you today. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. All right. I would ask how you're doing, but I mean, that's kind of a rhetorical question. Anybody <laughs> that knows you knows that knows that you're doing great all the time, or at least it seems it's wonderful. Like it. I'm always doing wonderful, <laughs> no matter what. It's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. All right. When did you first earn your WNBF Pro card? All right. Yeah. So I'm going to give a little backstory and then I'll jump right into it. So the backstory sure. was back in 93, I was going to compete at the... I lived in Italy. I actually won the Italian National Bodybuilding Championship uh, as an American. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, oh yeah, I got a whole lot of history. And wow. yeah, yeah, that was a, a 92, I did that. So 93, I trained for a year and I was gonna compete at the Worlds that was in Italy and I was gonna win my pro card there. Long story short, I left Italy for three months. So 
my eligibility to compete was avoided. So I went there on the day of the show and actually I was on ineligible to com compete that year. So that was really um, heartbreaking for me. So mm -hmm. fast forward um, in 2009. So that was when I missed it. But in 2008, I went to the Washington State Natural Show up in Arlington. And uh, I saw that show. It was actually a drug. It was a tested show because <clears throat> I was competing in untested shows, winning first and second. And I was like, man, I wish there was a, you know, tested show. So it was. <clears throat> and long story short, I had just came off of recover. I had been um, I had an accident, motorcycle accident. And then I spent um, a year recovering from a motorcycle accident. Then I spent two years that um, I had battled drug and alcohol abuse. And so wow. I had to come out of that. And so I was in recovery for a couple of years and came out of that. And in 2008, um, one of my friends, she asked me to be her trainer again. And so I was training and that's when she uh said you know it's a natural show and so we went there and i went with another friend john me and john we went to that show in 2008 it was august and i was 208 pounds right at that show and we went to the show i enjoyed it i was like i was really how motivated huh how tall uh, are you oh i'm five three so yeah i was a oh, big okay. chubby guy <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah, I was chubby. Oh, I had a belly. I had a belly out to here. Wait, wow. wait, wait out to here. It was huge. And um, so me and John, we went to the buffet uh, at the, um, it was at the Tulalip Casino, right? Tule yeah, Tulalip Casino. We was at the buffet and we both sitting there eating. And I looked up to John and I said, John, I'm going to win that show next year. And he... He's still eating. Didn't miss a beat. Whole held his head up while he was eating. And he said, out of everybody, you can. You can. And went right back to eating. And so I started my journey that year in uh, 2008. And I I mean, I wrote everything down. I got all my logs, everything, nutrition, workouts, uh, cardio. Everything was just designed for that whole year. Fast forward, 2009 came and um, I told my wife, I'm getting ready to go compete. She was like, for what? I said, I'm getting ready to go get my pro card. She was like, oh yeah, she packed up all her stuff and said, I'm coming up there because I've been waiting for this day, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, so I won my class and then I won as a short, um, short masters. And then I went to overall with the bigger guy and the heavyweight. I went, I won lightweight masters and the heavyweight, and I actually won the overall between the lightweight and the heavyweight, and earned my pro card in 2009 as a master. Wow, so, yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> what did it what, what did it look like cutting alcohol for you? Um, you know what? It it looked like just don't do it. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. simple. It was just you know what. Do you want to live or do you want to die? Um, you know, you could kill yourself slowly. Or with me, I understand that I have a trigger point with that. So it was mm -hmm. more so like, you know, I could live a full. I have the same effect without alcohol as I do with alcohol. I'm just, I have that energy. 
And so alcohol was more just suppressing who I was. And so I just was like, you know what? This is not anything that I need to do. And not, I was just doing it because I could. And I really yeah. want to thank God to allow, to understand that in my ignorance blitz, that I was still protected, you know, and covered. And um, once I came out of it, it really cleared my head. So really thankful for that. Amen. Yeah, cutting alcohol kind of seems to be like the popular thing to do lately. At least in the at least in the health space, it's. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I I I walked away from it a year and a half ago. Would, would never really say that I was addicted. Was was addicted to it by any means, but just feel better without it. And every yeah, and yeah. The, the couple of times that I have had it since then, I'm just like. Eh. It's not even one drink, man. I'm just like it's not. It's not worth it, you know. Like, I, just, yeah. I don't feel as good the next morning. It throws me off my diet. I'm like, you know what? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 at this moment now, I you know through through all the times, I'm not one of those individuals. I'm I'm not that one that says, oh, I've been alcohol free for this long or that long. Because you know what? If I now that I'm understanding how things work. If I want to add a little bit of that, um, I can, but that's not something that I look forward to, you know? Um, like if I go to a wedding, I'll take a sip of that champagne because I know they spent a lot of money for it. I know. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind so of, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because, you know, I ain't drinking it. And don't get me wrong, if I sit down, go back to Georgia, and I, I, I'm careful though because uh, my family does a lot of uh, moonshine, so uh, <laughs> I'll smell it, but I won't drink that at all. I won't <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> uh, they had a saying that uh, you don't have to be a man to drink it, but it sure do help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't get me wrong. You know, what I mean, I, I, I've learned now where to have the self-discipline what anything I take. So I don't claim to be a recovering addict or anything like that. Uh -huh. I, the claim that I call is that I have enough self-discipline to understand what I'm doing for a desired outcome. And I'll, I'll explain that to you later too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, what is Unico Fitness? Yeah. So again, so remember I, I gave you the story about 2000, I mean, about uh, 1992 is when I won the yeah, na national Italy in Italy, and I won the national championship there. So wow. I had a bunch of Italian friends, and um, they forced me to learn to speak Italian. In other words, they said, we're going to stop crutching you. We're going to stop speaking uh, English to you, and we're only going to speak Italian. And so I pretty much in a couple months learned to speak Italian because they forced me to. <laughs> and um, Unico in Italy stands for the one. And so that's what they used to call me. You're you're the one. You're the one. And so I just said Unico Fitness, uh, put it all together. And uh, it's been with me since then. I apologize for that. Um, yeah. And so that's Unico Fitness. But so what Unico Fitness is, is a program to add in to enhance people's life. In other words, I understand what I went through. So the logo of Unico Fitness, it's so great. Uh, when this logo came to me, right? And as you can see, it has the, 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 the grass on the ground shows an individual coming up out of the grass, as you can see that. 
and then it, it shows the hand and then it shows the other hand so it's three it's three stages in life that i've learned and unico fitness teaches about um, four stages i apologize it's four stages in life that i've learned and those four stages in life is struggle determination knowledge and triumph those are the four wow. stages in life that i've been through and i go over it, those light and they go it's a cycle though they, they, they come back around they come back around so the struggle is understanding that we're we're coming from the ground and we're we're going up we're, we're going to a higher level and then the determination is showing that you got to be determined to do something right yeah and then you got to have knowledge though because you got to go to a bunch of seminars you got to go to listen to your elders you got to read you got to study and you got to be quiet and you got to listen that's how you get knowledge and then triumph is always reaching up thinking your higher power you want to be blessed with the spirit and so that's what it is all about. that's what unico fitness now there's three principles to unico fitness unico itself those three principles is accept the individual that you are accept the spirit that you have in you number that's the a number two is to change the things around you to make your environment better to make the people around you better that's the c and to treat others with love and respects that's the t so it's at um act always act so every time i go through something i have to act i have to understand how do it affects me how does it affect you and how does it affect my love for others and so you take those three principles and those four stages and you tie them together and that creates the bond wow the you seem like the kind of guy that is all that is always reading personal development, listening to personal development. Like you probably don't spend too much time listening to the news. You just you you just immerse yourself in where you're going and what your mission is, huh? Yes, I understand. Well, yeah, the, the purpose. Okay, I'll give one one more backstory. Um, when I was in high school, again, I was I was going on the left side or the right side, whatever. I was really rough, right? And my older brother came to me. And he asked me, he said, and I didn't understand my purpose then, but I did understand one thing. He said, he walked me around the block and he started pointing out people that, you know, this person was a great athlete, but look at him now, you know, um, drug addict. This person was a great this and that. Look at him now. Alcoholic. This person was this. Look at him now. Yeah. Prostitute. All that. Right. He looked at that and he said, how, and because he asked me, what did I want to do in life? And I said, I wanted to help others be happy he said and so he did that to me and asked how can you help others be happy when you can help yourself and that's when it really understood that my my purpose my mission was always that to, to help people you know transform lives for optimal health and wellness and so that's my that's what unico fitness is all about helping people transform their life for optimal health and wellness for that individual though i mean yeah. i for me i know what health and wellness mean for me i have to understand what it means to you and incorporate that in your life you know right like I said, Cause, somebody because because we're we're, we're, all, we're all we're all designed uniquely and what, right. what works what works for one person may not work for somebody else for me right for, for me at least for, for, at, at this stage in my life it is it is no carbs it is a meat-based diet yes mm -hmm. is, that, is that everybody's meal plan that i'm training of course not <laughs> no but you gotta, you gotta but, meet people where they're at but if that's what you need 
then that's what you know my goal if i work with anyone is to do that and also kind of uh and we'll talk about that later too and then um i I did i did um wanted to set up an environment where people can learn and grow and ask questions and never just follow what i say everything i say i always tell my people i always tell people to, to question it go look it up research it and then come back if i said tell you something that's not bring it to me and we we both will grow from that point you know exactly do you you have do you ever find that sometimes your clients are smarter than you are and sometimes they teach you 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 a thing or two (laughs) my kids are smarter than me okay (laughs) (laughs) that makes two of us pal all right so i i work with several doctors um yeah i work with and i love working with the doctors i work with several um i mean okay i do have another part of life and i am uh, I, I keep this low key but i am a network analyst i do firewall administration too but we're not going to talk about that so i oh, do crap, have a brain right? i was gonna say i didn't know that <laughs> i know uh yeah so I, I i do a lot of um i do a lot of things but i work with a lot of um what i would consider individuals that wants to know how to better themselves in their environment and so yeah i work with a lot of very intelligent individuals and uh, i think part of the thing is that i'm willing to listen and help them grow you you have to um proverbs 15 22 says um see i have this one memorized i got it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um plans fail when there is no counsel but with many advisors they succeed and, and and that's something that's something that I've had to have that I've had to remind myself several times over the last year. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know if you can relate, but like I'm tra- I'm training I'm training doctors. I'm training I'm training nutritionists. Like most yeah, of these yeah. people, most of these people know a lot more about nutrition than I do. Actually, you know, it's like I'm the bodybuilding coach that'll get you in shape and and mm-hmm. and, 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 and help and, and take your physique to the next level. But like. You got you got to you got to learn to listen to them, and, it, and, yeah, if, yeah. and if you and if you and if you do, and you have that that dialogue, especially if you're both on the same wavelength and you're passionate about the same things, there's this this, this synergistic effect that yes. just iron sharpens iron, man, and both yes. of you grow from it. Oh, most definitely, and I, I feel that you know I think part of my part of my persona, part of my energy, my purpose, my why, and things like that is to bring that out of other people because sometimes people just need someone to, to yell at them or sometimes some people need someone to hug them or sometimes mm-hmm. some people need someone to walk around the block and show them the things and 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 question what is your purpose and that's that's pretty much um i do a lot of eval my clients and before i take a client on honestly before i take a client on we sit down and we talk for hours, right? And yeah, before we shake hands and and, and do the old handshake and say okay, then then we both know if we could if we got the right energy for each other. Right, if your spirit and my spirit can connect. Understanding that whatever you, I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to convert you. You're not trying to change me. But if your spirit doesn't, um him you know if we can't get the spirits to work together not yeah. just the individuals then i understand that this is probably not a journey we need to travel on 100 okay. <laughs> percent. 
that's 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 very very wise and something something that the the coach and the and the athlete both need to need to keep in mind we have we, we have we have a body we have a soul and a spirit and yes if we just focus on the body and forget about the other two then you're missing two-thirds of it and probably most of the important thing as to why we're why we're oh, yeah. connected in the first place oh yeah that's a good point too because uh i teach um i teach um mc2 or mc squared you know what that is mind control muscle control <laughs> <laughs> if you can learn those two things and that's what when people come to me i can't be i should have been giving out all my nuggets but yeah that's that's the biggest nuggets that i teach is mind control muscle control in other words so my my statement is that success is the realistic results of dreams put into action what that means truly mean is you first have to have the spirit in you that is calling you to do something and then as you go out and you learn you do it it it, it manifests it's, it's just it will it's just it's like it's so easy it's like it, it, it totally does that, that that quote that you used was that out of um i don't think it's word for word but uh it, it's it sounds pretty fit familiar to uh joel who wrote the book the slide edge we were talking about this right before we started recording mm -hmm. Uh, Joel um, Olson. Jo uh, Joel Olson. Yeah, mm. um, I think that's pretty pretty similar to his description, right? It's one of my favorite books as well. And mm. I, and, I, and I think and I think the basically the entire premise of the book is that success is a progressive realization of a worthwhile goal or dream over a specific period of time. That's um, that's oh how 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 did how did it end? Basically the same thing, same angle that you were coming at it with. And and so here's the deal with everything you learn and every opportunity you get to grow. Until mm -hmm. it becomes personal, until you can manifest it out of your out of out of you the way that it's personal to you, it's just a saying. But yeah. when you have you know, like for me, that's my statement, right? So it it becomes personal, and when like individuals like. Oh, I want to do this, or I want to do that. I'll, you could want a whole lot, but you haven't made it personal yet. When you understand that it's personal, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. me, like, I uh, don't want to drink alcohol. That's personal. I want to drink alcohol. That's personal. I want to be a bodybuilder. That's personal, you know, and it's, yes. it's, it's just creating that. But also then it's other avenues. And, you know, we could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so these hashtag mornovations is is mornovation. That's that's your that's your term. You co you coined yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I did, but then someone else. I, I so here's the deal. Here, this is how it started off. And again, in 2010, and 2000, uh, no, no, 11 and 12, I started with. Um, word of the day WTOD and then quote of the day so I would just go and just pull a quote out of the Bible or pull a quote from a book that I was reading and I would just I'm like, doing the same thing man I, I would just put it I would just again put somebody else's stuff out there so it was yeah. like I would read it and like wow this is a great quote let me put this quote out there and it was personal to me right yeah and so i was like um one of my uh, clients again this was jean she's like 
80, 80 something years old now. And she was like, yeah, the, the, those things you put out in the morning really motivates me. what you say, G? She said, those <laughs> things you put out in the morning really motivate me. I was like, oh, it's personal now. Yeah. Morning, motivation, right? So I, I was doing in the morning, right? So and it was motivating. So I just took the morning and then the motivation and added. Then first I was sending morning motivations, motivations. Then I just like just make them motivations, like you know, uh, motivation, motivations. And I did that, and I sent out my first one in 2013. Uh, it was like February in 2013. I sent out my first one. And so that was, so I've been doing this since 2013. And, and what, uh, what, what type of media? Because like, because like, I, I, I see your motivations on TikTok and on Facebook and on, and, on, and on Instagram. Is that where you started? Or did you yeah, start yeah, with that's, like an email list or something? Well, I would uh, initially, okay, so I, I have a, several, a lot of clients. I have clients and uh, I pretty much was just sending them stuff in the morning, just sending them um text messages and i would blast mm -hmm. out to them and my family um and then i started um when i started promoting the bodybuilding shows so to take from the quota of the day i would do that and then motivations and then i just started just putting them on my facebook page uh you could go back to facebook and you can see the very first one i put out there on there and then, um, so I started an Instagram account and I was doing it and it was part of the motivate my clients also. And the first account got hacked or I lost the password. So it's another John Nickerson got account looked just like me with my son on it. That is my account. I just don't know how to get in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's my first account. If you go look at my first account, yeah, it got, it got my motivations on the first account. I just don't know how to get in it. <laughs> so I guess that's um, whatever. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've been doing that for, I would say at least 10, I would say at least 10 years plus. Um, but it all started from just reading quotes, reading from the Bible and yeah. then making it personal. So motivations to me, where it comes from is in the mornings before I go to any, any media, any book, any listening to anybody talking to anybody even my family my wife i get up in the morning i, I usually get up about 4 35 o'clock in the morning i keep a glass of water uh by the bed or a bottle not a glass and first thing i do is i put life into myself hmm. that is the, the the ultimate life is to breathe in and know the spirit I'm giving you another exactly. opportunity. So right there is that. That's the first part of motivations is yes. thinking, being thankful for that life. And then I, I just meditate on how grateful and thankful I am just to breathe. Then I reach and I get that water. That's the second part of life. And I drink that water and I breathe. Mm. And I just ask for whatever guidance that has needed today that will help me help someone. And then I go, I go, I go on with that. <laughs> <That's> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, don't, don't, don't you have to pee like crazy first thing when you wake up? Like, does that mess up your breathing or anything? Dude, I got an old, I'm, I'm an old man. I get up and pee about 57 times. 
My blood be empty in my time too. <laughs> Get this old boy, you be like, ooh, I bet I dream about water. <laughs> <laughs> my, my 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 morning routine is 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 is, is, kind, is kind of similar um but everybody in this house knows that you do not talk to dad until he goes to the bathroom <laughs> and, it's, and, it's all, and it's it's the same thing every day we, we we have another another rule i don't pee in the toilet i pee outside we live in montana so it's okay <laughs> i get i get my get my bare feet and good old mother earth man and then yeah, that's it. Do, do my prayer my meditation pee that's how we do it <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah and so, you know, that's, that's part of the thing that, you know, and when I teach my clients, I teach them that, that power of three uh, about yeah. that, you know, knowing that you got three minutes as far as oxygen. And then you have, you know, three days as far as the water, and then you have three weeks as far as the nutrition. See, we, we that's, that's the basic life of survival. And when people learn that, you can go and live in the woods if you wanted to, as long as you can have oxygen every, you know, three minutes. You, can, you can't live without oxygen, right? Three minutes, right. that's it. Unless you're some, some fish guy that can go in the water for six. There are some people that doesn't fit the norm or doesn't fit it. And then, like, with water, you know, three days without water, you're going to pretty much, you're going to need a, a fatal end. And then three days, I mean, three weeks, three weeks without food. Right. And so our body is designed to protect us. And that's a great thing about learning. The more and more you learn about life, the more and more you learn about being a part of life, the more you learn that you have a purpose. Amen to that. Yeah. You, you, um, a, a common a common theme that I'm noticing here is making it personal. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I for a while I felt like I um, I, I, so I'm, I'm obsessed with the Bible, like um, right. very, very much obsessed. The 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 the, 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 word, the word of God, and so yes. for for a while, I I, I almost kind of got overwhelmed just realizing, wow, there's a, there's a layer underneath that. And then you take that same book and read it again, and you get some something different out of it. Okay, now go pick up a different translation and read it and see what you get out of it. And it, mm -hmm. it's just like you 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 keep learning, you keep growing, it never really ends. And I just realized, you know what? I don't think that. God wants me to necessarily be the guy that has all the answers, but what he, but what, where, where can I communicate his word in a way that's unique and a way that's mm -hmm. personal to me? And I think that's something mm -hmm. that you've really mastered. Thank you. And so let me, let me, you said something and, and it's a key. And this is what, um, I remember this. I was in the Marines also. I remember this where I used to go to Bible study and everything. And this one mm -hmm. um, guy that was, uh, he was mentoring me Bible study. I've, got, I've been everywhere. Um, and he said, I, I, I said, man, you know, I really, really do want to be just like you, the way you can just just speak out all the verses and know all the verses. He's like, don't, don't, don't be like me. He said, cause the Bible states this right here. God will put on your tongue what needs to come out. And I'm paraphrasing it, but it's a scripture that tells you that when you're in the spirit and you're led by the spirit, that whatever come out of you is from the spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I understand. That's why I really appreciate um, all I've learned and, and I'm always thankful because it's, it's that intuition. It's that, oh, you know, 
people always say, oh man, it was, uh, I was saved by an angel or I was this right here. God really blessed me. What about when you struggle? What Then what? What do you say to God when you struggle? I said, thank you for that learning opportunity because <laughs> it's personal. Because I know that, you know, if you follow those directions, you're going to have, uh, and people, do, uh, um, this is, I'm not going to say people. Mm-hmm. I believe it's easy. I believe life is easy. I believe, I, I'm not even going to say I believe, I'm going to put it this way. Life can be as easy as you want it to be. You add your own struggles into life. I was looking for that verse that, that you're talking about because that is totally in the book of Acts somewhere. I don't yeah, know. it's, um, what is it? Because God will put the, uh, it's on, on your tongue. It was, um, basically saying that that you that you, you don't have you don't have to think about the words the words will just come to you basically yes mm-hmm. when you're in this when you're led by the spirit yes yeah when, when whenever i'm unprepared for a speech of any kind i just kind of rely on that one no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah okay um let's see we're gonna get into posing here pretty quick last question that i wanted that i wanted to ask you before we do is what well, when did you start your first Northwest Royal show and why did you want to promote your own competition? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, my first Northwest Royal. So here's the deal. Again, it's about giving back to the community, giving back to all the bodybuilders, giving people. Uh, when I came out here to Seattle area, there was no natural bodybuilding shows. And I competed natural in Europe and on the East Coast. And when I got here, there was no opportunity. Have and you been? Once, have you have you been have you been natural your entire career? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One hundred. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It. Um, yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Just uh, um, again, when you know, there's been like, for instance, back in the day when it was okay to take um keto seven i would take that but then it's like okay we're gonna ban this next year i'm like okay i'm done with you <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah when they say you know they said they're gonna ban dhea okay i'm done with you um those was the things that you know was not on the list when the first thing when it came out it's like okay there and uh, uh, anything that's on the band subs, I read it all the time because I'm trainer promoter and all that. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I stay uh, uh, with that and and, and you know because and and uh, I I think I'm gonna talk about this later. Okay, sure. with the band subs, I I might uh, yeah I was gonna plug my um, Unico Fitness with the band substance list. There's not a lot of supplements that people can trust. Sometimes they might have hidden or anything uh, that is not there. So I actually branded my own supplements now. I don't, uh, it's not about trying to, I don't push them out there. It's just like when my clients come to me and they say, what, I always said this right here. People say, do you recommend this or do you recommend that? And my, my, my always said that I would never recommend anything unless my name was on it. Mm. So my name's on it. I recommend it. <laughs> I feel 100% like, 
sure I'm, it's personal <laughs> you know no seriously um yeah. it, it, it's, it's definitely that's the only brand that i recommend um i deal with other sponsors that have other brands but if you ask me what do i recommend i will show you my supplements my protein my super greens my fat burners my gummies whatever you need i recommend it because i went through the process and did this so i could help people out and uh pretty much a very reasonable price you know not double charging i know exactly what i pay for it and i let them pay you know in some uh, be careful but sometimes you know if individuals um have a little financial difficulties i help them out so that's what unico fitness is all about about helping individuals so i started promoting shows um to help out individuals and my first show was in 2012 and i wanted to <clears throat> i wanted to really give out a lot of prizes and i wanted to do something now the northwest royal came in existence from my wife because purple is my favorite color she said well purple is royalty and yeah purple is definitely your guys's theme every year I yeah, love yeah, yeah 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 I, I, so, I, I, I love i love i love those bags that you gave to the competitors i still i still have it too and both yeah. still has, both still has his both of both, both of us still got him okay good good and so she was like we got to make the king and queen court you know we got to give the crowns we got to get a sword the scepters and all those kind of things and um we just been doing that and it's just an honor to to give those out to individuals you know who did the hard work and um it it really means a lot to my wife for the northwest royal it's it's and, and you never even get to see her in any of the pictures or any of the promotion stuff only one time i put her on the poster but she was like i'm all, i'm okay with all that you go and get the get the you be the you be the you be the um the front the, fr the front man but i'm gonna take care of you <laughs> It's, so, you 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 two you two sound real similar to the way that my wife and I work. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I I I'd I'd be nothing I'd be nothing without her. She's starting to um to to be to be a bit more of the face of our business as as well because she she's gonna she's <clears> gonna be competing next before I before I ever step on stage again. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but she but she does everything behind the scenes, man. Oh yeah, that's what my uh, wife does. Yes, I know. Yeah, I I. I I know um as you know a man like yourself myself we need that we need the support system we need yeah. individuals that you know cuz I'm about to go on a on a journey and right. you know things I I the concerns you know the house the 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 finances this that I'm on a journey so I need I need to have someone that I can trust while I'm traveling that got all that other things and taken care of and we work together you know but they're really important you know when you're on a journey and even if she's on her journey i support her 100 believe it or not i do all the cooking in our house i mean breakfast lunch dinner if it's a meal i'm making the meal <laughs> I'm, i'm doing that i'm doing that because she's busy you know she goes to school and she does all this and she takes care of my daughter and um yeah we, i mean we both do but hey if i can if i can lighten the load on her travels she's going to lighten the load on my travels she's been with me 25 years she's seen all my wow struggles 
She's seen the addictions. She's seen yeah. the financial <laughs> destruction that I've okay, the chaos. Yeah. And she's also there as we're building back, you know. And so it's it's a beautiful thing. And and that 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 goes back to your four points that we were talking about at the start of the podcast, which yes. is struggle. You, you, if you if you don't struggle together, yeah. your 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 relationship will never be what it really could be. Yeah. If, compared to going through those struggles and, su and suffering together. The Bible teaches to suffer together. The only time that the word Christian is used by a believer, it's actually in the context of suffering mm -hmm. together. And mm -hmm. and and so it, with, within, within our marriage, we need to suffer together. That's how we grow together. And going through those experiences, I mean, wow, 25 yeah. years. That's, yeah. incre that's, that's incredible, man. We just we just celebrated 10 years. So <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great, man, because uh, I always say it's an honor that she's with me Cause you know how silly I am. And yeah. I'm gonna say other words like stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm, tra I'm traveling as well tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. I gotta get up at three o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, flying to New Hampshire to coach uh, Nate through the WNBF um, Granite State Open. Oh. That'll be the, ooh, the... Ooh. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I think. I think it's the 29th annual, and then I'm going from there to Seattle immediately afterwards. So I'll be in your neck of the woods at okay. the at the NPC Northwest Natural. Got a couple athletes doing that one too. Okay, because I'm going to be um, heading out that weekend. I'm going down to LA. It's a show down in LA, which is the LA Muscle Mayhem. <clears throat> it's the last qualifying show for um, for Go to Worlds, which is in Seattle. Is that okay? So that's the WNBF too. Got it. WNBF. Uh, the thing about it is, when you go out to um, Dover, that's Dover, right? Um, um, next week, you go see the the Granite State. Um, I I actually don't know what city it's in. I've never yeah. been to New Hampshire, so it's all okay. the same yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just hopping in my client's car and he's driving me there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Dover, right? What? What? Anyway, the promoter is named Turtle. Tell her I said hi and she will hug you. You know she what? We, we've been we've been emailing back and forth a little bit. Okay, I will I will do that. <laughs> hey, this is one of the times I'm gonna tell you to drop my name. Okay. You know, drop my name. Tell her John said hi and wish her well and I'll see her in in, in November. Well, I'm 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 a hugger too, so yeah. that's just that's just a win-win. I get a free hug, and she'll, yeah. she'll be happy to hear that you. She'll said be happy, that, right? man. Yeah, that and yeah, let her know that yeah, that we're we're all family, man. Yeah. Oh, I love me some turtle, man. Yeah. That that that, that, that that's what I love about WNBF, bro. It's it's, it's like it's every single show. There, there's an after party <laughs> afterward. Like the judges are all there. Like they they, yep. they answer everybody's questions. Like. A lot of the WNBF shows that I've done, actually, like, like, bro, I've been up until one and two, one and two o'clock a.m. <laughs> at the after party. Still, like, I'm not even drinking alcohol. I got my right. recorder out there. I got my notepad out. I'm like, okay, what pose did, did what pose did I f up on again? Oh yeah, yeah. crap, that one really, man. I thought I had that one down. <laughs> and that's oh, my favorite pose. How am I supposed to do it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and why? Why did I not get the best posing trophy? How can I get it next time? Always. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't get it at your show because, I, I, and and I think the the judges were were considering giving it to me, but there was a dude that did a freaking backflip, and so he got. Oh, it. <laughs> you, you did that? it the same year that um, uh, um, Mackie, uh, Mackie, uh, uh, Gerano, Gerano did it. 
right? And um, yeah, he was, just a, he was just a genetic freak, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He, how, he, how did this guy pass the, the well, drug test? You've no, got to no. be kidding me. No, no. So, so <laughs> we got a little history, me and Mackie, right? Uh -huh. um, I met him in 2013. 2012, 2013, I met him um, down in Kansas City at a show. And he got, that's where he won his pro card at. But I told, mm -hmm. we had a conversation. And I, pretty much the conversation was, you need to get bigger. He was really small and really, you need to get bigger. And um, he listened up. Year? Huh? This was what year? This was a 2000. 2012 or 2013. Okay, I was gonna say up. because he and I shared the stage in 2019, and that dude's like specifically his legs. I couldn't, right, I couldn't right, believe right. How that's big what his I'm, legs were. That's what I'm trying huge. to tell you. We and and then uh, so what happened was he was guest posing at um Terry's show down in California, and I saw him down there, and he was not uh, the Central Valley, yeah, yeah, he was a okay. um. Yeah, Central Valley. He was not a WMBF pro. He was a, 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 a NAMBF pro, right? <clears throat> and I said, hey. So IPE pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was okay. IPE pro. And I told him, I said, hey, you have an opportunity to come to this show and really show what you're worth. Because we have the top of the line athletes. And if you can beat any, if you can beat our guys, then you, you're going to be a legitimate pro going forward. I said, yeah. but you don't come up here to our show. Don't come up here to Northwest Royal and think you're going to have stuff because these guys, they we put in the work. And um, yeah, he called me the day before the show and said, because um, I had turned off registration. He called me the day before and said, okay, I'm coming out. I said, <laughs> you better bring your A game. Wow. But anyway, when we was down in California, I was working with him on posing, showing him different techniques to, to do some things and stuff. So, we, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. So, wow. Yeah. He's, a, he's a freak, genetic freak, too. Though. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not taking any, anything away yeah. from the work, the, the work the work he puts in. But uh, no, I mean, like you just look at that guy and you're, and you're like genetics i mean like he's probably never missed a workout in his life he's probably <laughs> never missed a meal in his life i mean like whoever 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 his coach is i mean like hat off to him <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's so it's, it, it is he's, though he's, he's the kind of guy that that that, sh that, sh that shows up and like if you did have any hopes of winning a pro card you're just like well i mean yeah let's shoot for second place you know <laughs> let's shoot for world qualifier <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, so that's how um, we, we got with the Northwest Royal. Cool. I'm so glad you get, so glad you guys did that too. And, and like 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 I, like I was saying in the intro, it's like this. I'm I'm amped about 2024 because that is perfect timing right after the Open Natural. Um, yes. That's the only that's the only time that I'm stepping on stage this next year is going to be guest posing. So I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna compete for another couple of years. I want to pay off some debt. I want to get ahead on a couple of other things and right. uh, make sure that my kids are a little bit older and make sure that uh, I, I've done I've done twelve shows. It's like right, what else, right. What else do I have to prove? All right, if we're gonna get a pro card, we're gonna do it right and we're gonna win. Right, and, and so yeah, it's definitely. I always look at your physique and I look at you and I'm like, you're right there. You know, I mean, I, thanks. I've seen a lot. Your as far as your development. Um, physique, 
and everything is really on another level. It's on that level. So yeah, you you've actually been consistent and doing the work. So yeah. hats off to you. Keep up the good work, man. No, thanks, man. I should probably take a lift off or a week off lifting one of one of these one of one of these days, but just mentally I'm not ready for it, man. I gotta <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's M- MC squared, just like you said. Yeah, like yeah, half, yeah. half the reason I transfer my body and the other half is man, I just go crazy if I if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So posing, is it okay if I walk you through the posing checklist that we use for our bikini athletes? And then I'd like to hear, okay, great. Then I want to hear how you describe it in your own words, um, particularly on this, particularly on the side pose. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So the bikini division, uh, it, 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 uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it it considers three elements in order of importance. Number one being proportions, number two being conditioning. And number three being muscularity. Is that pretty accurate? Um, yes, uh, that's pretty accurate. What we look at it as, not so much as the proportion, but the s- symmetry. Does the top matches the bottom? Because if you look at that proportion and symmetry is hand in hand. Um, yeah. The conditioning is definitely being on the level of not just walking off the street and saying that you're a bikini competitor, but having that muscle where you can see muscle separation, you can see muscle lines. You, um, the, the objective is the hard lines. When we got striations and vascular, you know, very vascular, then that's questionable. But yeah, those are the three elements that we would look at. Cool, cool. Because anything harder than that, or, or or more muscular than that, or more conditioned with that, then then you got to start thinking figure, women's physique, women's bodybuilding, a whole, whole lot of other things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the ideal proportions of a bikini champion should display a healthy waist to hip ratio, and um, that would be like basically an hourglass shape, where the waist is visibly smaller than the hips. And the conditioning and the muscularity shows evidence of resistance training, which is basically what you just said. Um, the the physique should appeal to the hardcore fitness fans as well as an audience outside of bodybuilding. Okay, so with that, now you got to look at some some dynamics here, as mm-hmm. male and female starts to condition and create the muscularity some of the hourglass shape and things of a female because of the you you're going to start getting versus having the the smooth hourglass you're going to have the more the x factor right mm-hmm. so you got to be able to show the x factor which is that and and create the smoothness because when you start creating the muscles then you're going to start looking at some of the areas like in the waist Sometimes the, the, the waist and the hips might be similar. So you got to create the balance in posing to make the waist appear smaller than the hips. Right. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, so we teach that every, that we teach this for every single category um, that each pose has three parts. Number one being feet, number yep. two being hips and legs classify okay. those together and then number three being upper body so with the feet, okay. we're going to be wearing high heels obviously not we the bikini okay. athletes are <laughs> um so 
uh, question, questions that we ask is what shows your leg symmetry the best to display a narrow waist and what looks and feels the most natural. And then when it comes to hips and legs, what maximizes your curves of your physique the best? Okay. How can you shift your, uh, uh, can you shift your hips one way or another to enhance your curves? Like what you were talking about right. and bring out that hour, that, that hour glass shape and, 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 sh and show it because you've been working on it. Um, and then as far as upper body goes, hair that's dependent on the on the federation what we do with that mm -hmm. um lats they, they should be open and visible to show the hourglass we can get more on this on the back post back right. pose too but they should never be too uh, uh spread too far out because it's not it's, it's not a lat spread it's not bodybuilding this is this is this is bikini and then for abs um should never really show like a hard defined six pack um, and so us usually what we teach is, um, to our bikini athletes is to practice stomach vacuums, spend a lot of time doing that. And so then you, you can control your abs on your poses, but you're never really having to flex down super hard on them. And, mm -hmm. and then as far as just like general flexing overall, uh, the muscles facing the judges should be lightly flexed just enough to show definition, but definitely less flexing than even the figure category. It should be soft, it should be attractive, and it should show a natural physique. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay, so for the front pose, um, here's how here's how we've been going about teaching this one. Um, feet anywhere from 18 to 36 inches apart. You should uh, you should feel and look natural. Toes should be about 10 to 15 degrees apart. Um, excuse me, angled outward so that you mm -hmm. can show that so you can show the shape of your legs. Because if your toes are pointed straight forward, then they're going to look um, right. They're not they're not going to have any shape to them. And then the and then your weight, your body weight should be primarily on the leg that is facing the judges. So whichever so, so that that brings me to to, to hips and legs. Hips should be rotated and shifted over the foot that is facing the judges. You're going to rotate very, very slightly to one side, twisting at the waist. And you're going to minimize your waist by tilting your pelvis forward just a little bit, um, arching your lower back. Here again on the front pose. And then you're, with your non-supporting leg, um, you have a choice of basically either locking it out or having a slight bend, which is going to bring your foot closer together and you wanna find which one works best on you. Um, as far as upper body goes, hair is gonna be back behind you, duh, because you're facing the front. Um, for your abs, you're gonna vacuum them and you're gonna exhale and display a narrow waist. With your diaphragm, you're gonna have a little bit of a breath. Okay. And your rib cage. And then shoulders are gonna be facing square. So hips angled just to the side a little bit but shoulders square because then that's going to give the athlete more of the broad shoulder look and that hourglass shape that we're trying to achieve. Okay. Um, and, and then the last thing is just a big confident smile because that is certainly more important in this category than the other categories. My personal opinion is everybody should be smiling if you're on stage, but especially Pretty much. Category you should things. be you're smiling that you're blessed. So looking at that, yeah. that pose, you have the hips angled to the side mm -hmm. and then the feet is here turned a little mm -hmm. bit um with that pose there yeah the the back the base leg should what i always teach is on the base leg you want to press your glutes back and as you think about doing an rdl which is going to tighten the glute but also tighten the hamstring 
Yeah. And, and show the separation in your quads and hams on the side. And with your other leg, which would be um, the one farthest away from the judges, <clears throat> you want to bring that out so you actually show some muscle separation. Um, I like the straight leg when you're taller. I like the bent when you're when you're um, in a shorter category because it oh. shows more definition. With the shorter one as a bend, as a taller one, you can see because you got a longer stringier line, and so as a taller athlete, you want to pose with more lines. Uh, as bending it creates <clears throat> a bigger leg or the lower half, the, the overpower the upper half. So with my taller athletes, I, I really teach. I really teach to push the glutes back. And with the shorter ones, I teach the bend the leg to show more of that angle. Um, wow, that, yeah. that 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 is that is very very helpful because yeah, now that now that I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm looking at the I'm, the, the athletes that the athletes that we train now. Um, to be honest, I never teach a straight leg, but all mm -hmm. of our athletes, are, but all of our bikini girls are pretty short. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, I mean, you could you could teach that to a short. You can do it too. If if uh, say for instance you have a bikini competitor that has really powerful legs and there's nothing you can do with them, straight leg. Then it they they, they, they because if you bend that leg, it's going to be that much more, right? So if you straight right. leg, then the muscle is not you're not creating any flexation. In that muscle that you're keeping that muscle at bay yeah and so that's what people like say when you're doing bikini poses you have to pose down if you have one body parts that super ripped or super masked i mean a uh, mask yeah. right so you have to pose down and then and your upper body you want to create those angles with the upper body to balance out the lower or you want to create those angles with the lower body to maximize the upper. That's great, and and that 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 seems that seems to be particularly encouraging to athletes that are concerned about um, growing out of the bikini category when they otherwise would like to stay there and would like to compete there. Yeah, but, yeah. But 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 like, if if they like training legs and they want their legs to keep growing and their legs are getting too big for the bikini category straightening it out will help um we'll keep, it, keep it them right there keep them there for yeah. another year or two <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah because i've noticed like in, in my in my in, in uh, my my personal front double bicep um i've been I've, I've been um taught to either bend my non-supporting leg or straighten it out and I, and, and I just love having it bent because it, it, just, it looks way bigger when it's bent and it, lo mm -hmm. and it looks right. stringy and it, and, it, and, it, and it just looks too long. And so for me, having wow. long femurs, it doesn't work. But the shorter muscle belly guys can seem to pull it off pretty well. Cool, cool. Right. Okay. So for back poses, the judges are going to say half turn or face the back. Um, they're going to say, let's see. For, so for your feet, um, about shoulder width or maybe a little bit wider. Toes are going to be angled just very slightly outward again, but you're facing square so that your hips aren't turned either direction. They're fa they're they're facing um, completely straight straight backwards um, without a twist in the waist at all. Pelvis is going to be tilted forward. I love those cues that you that, that you mentioned for the glutes and hamstrings. So those are going to be really important here. 
um, arching your lower back really, really hard, kind of like you're showing a Christmas tree, but mm -hmm. here, here again, it's bikini. And so we're not showing that extreme level of conditioning, but it's the same idea to stretch out the glutes and the hamstrings. And then I always tell, I, I, I always tell people on any back pose to imagine yourself um, standing on the edge of a cliff and imagine a gust of wind coming up behind you like you're going to fall off the edge of your cliff. So mm -hmm. all, all of your posterior muscles are going to are going to tighten up real quick. And then here again, think about visualizing a Romanian deadlift. Um, and then one more that I'm going to add. I've never been taught this or um, heard that heard anybody teach it this way. But I think that this is a big opportunity to flex your calves. And I think mm -hmm. that, I think I think those calves should be flexed pretty hard. I don't think you have to worry about overdoing it there. So right, then for right. the up so then for the upper body, hair is going to be either in front or back, depending on the guidelines of the of the Federation. Um, your chest and shoulders are going to be very high. You're going to be looking upward to help have that help pull that chest up. Um, you're going to you're, you're going to have take a light breath into your upper lungs to expand your rib cage. Your lats are going to be wide enough to match where your hips and glutes are but no wider than that they should be narrow so that it doesn't look like a narrow enough so that it doesn't look like a lat spread um, and then your elbows are going to be slightly tucked in not overly flared last thing is to subtly flex your triceps again not very hard just make it look nice and effortless the judges need to see a balanced hourglass silhouette and that should pretty much do it what do you think mm -hmm. So yeah, that the back pose there, even uh, multiple. I'm now I'm one to push the limits on certain poses, and mm -hmm. the back poses is one of the ones. Again, there's only way to, uh, which I didn't hear with females, which they went away from. Um, a lot of the ones with more hams and glute with a a, a a muscle based leg i either go with a closer stance with the feet so because once you bring your legs out and you turn them your legs actually becomes more dynamic and your upper body just uh pretty much disappears right because of the angle of doing the pushing your glutes back to show the glutes and hams um, separation you're going to that lean forward slight edge is going to really make the upper body look disproportioned because of the the angle that you're facing and the judges are sitting here so if you look at here my hand looks um here hand looks bigger versus here my hand looks smaller so if you're thinking as a judge and they got their glutes here and their back here. You see the difference? See how it looks smaller? So you're right. going to have to balance it out. So what I pretty much do is I, when they, when they enter that pose, is really thinking just, like you say, it's not so much of a pushback, but it's more like a, um, they're going to, you see how I'm just up in my chest like this? And so yeah. you're not. You, and you, you you're gonna bend your legs just ever so slightly so you can keep that balance of your upper body and again okay. like, with the elbows versus having them tucked in i mean you're gonna tuck you could tuck it in but then that's gonna narrow the back so i always on that pose there in a certain organization and i have them turn their elbows out 
and by the sides so that the way to get your lats proportion to your legs is by rolling rolling your shoulders slightly forward in that same tuck position so you can you okay when you, when you roll your shoulders forward in that tuck position your elbow stays there but you can feel your lats open up expand and all it is is a shoulder roll wow yeah i just tried it right now and that totally worked <laughs> yeah. that's really that's really interesting i love it <laughs> um I, I i love that analogy that you had too about um being so so like for for, for our for our audio only listeners um you want the the muscles that you that you want the judges to see as being the biggest to be as close to the judges as you can so that's why john's describing um talk, talking about having your your hips and your and your glutes back as far as as close to the judges as you can right arch your you arch your lower back and then that makes your waist appear appear smaller i always describe it as like fishing like yep. if you like when you catch a fish what do you do when when someone when, when someone takes a picture of it you have your body back away from the camera and the fish yep. right up in front of the camera so it makes it look twice as big right <laughs> Um, I, I shot a I shot I shot a deer last night, <laughs> and, and 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 my and my brother my brother Bo was taking a picture of me. And he was like, okay, because he's he, he's he's a hunter. I'm not a hunter, yeah, right? But, well, I, I guess um, you gotta eat. Now, now I'm a hunter. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm I'm filling my freezer. I'm not a big game game hunter by any means, but he, but he was like, okay, with that with that deer, it's the same thing. Like. You got you got to think the opposite of a bodybuilder right now, Colt. You want that deer as close to the camera as you can, and you and you as far as away because it's, it's it's an illusion. So yeah, it's the same same thing in bodybuilding. You need you need to um, like a most muscular pose. Your right. arms are right up in front of the judges' faces, and then the rest of your body is is, is, right. is back further behind. It's the same idea. Cool. Um, in terms of oh, you know what? Uh, perfect opportunity for a listener question right here, Chrissy Bowman. Uh, she's a postural therapist and natural bikini athlete from LA. She would like to ask, what is the biggest mistake that you see on the back pose? Mm -hmm. um, the biggest, it's not so much, and, and I want to really go to that. There's no such thing as a mistake if you're posing to show off your physique. But one of the things that individual does is not getting into poses soon enough and putting a lot of transition in the back pose and a lot of wiggling um, mm -hmm. you want to get there and hit it and then just like slowly flex those muscles and hold it so someone would take and that's why i really want to emphasize someone could take 10 seconds to get into a pose versus three seconds to get into that pose and hold the pose and the judges can judge you as you're still transitioning, the judges doesn't have an opportunity to see your body in the criteria that they have already written and stated and that you should have read and know that within three seconds, you should be in that pose. So, wow. again, to make it better, spend less time transitioning, more time in the pose. Very, very good. Very good advice. Thanks for that. That actually is a perfect dove, dovetail into our next question. This is Milena, another another um, competitor of ours from uh, from Colorado. She would like to ask, what are the differences between um, between between the different poses um, in in different federations? So how is NPC different than WNBF and everything? Because like the the way that you're talking right now, I can tell you're a WNBF judge. 
that's that that's that's how that's what bikini looks like in the WNBF. Um, there's things change when we get in the NPC. Could you elaborate a little bit on on why that is? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so here um, again, I when I when I'm actually doing poses, I actually pose a lot of NPC competitors also. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing that I do again with them is the pose and the transition has to match the body a lot of individual will go there and someone would tell them do this and do that and they don't understand the criteria right of mm -hmm. where they're posing and they're posing based on what someone else showed them but they haven't read the criteria i read the criteria so the thing about it is in npc yeah we're going to look at you know what how to get the glutes the same thing it's the same thing with the back pose you, you still want to have some back, even though you're pulling it in. You want to show the glutes and hands separate. And on the side poses, yeah, you want to look at those leg positioning. Again, you got to look at what's popular in each organization now versus what was popular, you know, yesterday. Because each year, the bikini poses change in the NPC. Um Two years ago, it was everybody was pushing the hip to the side, rotating the front leg to show that more angle. And it was some cross leg. Now everybody is doing that pose with the side and the one leg kicked out. So it changes and you have to be able to adapt so you can um, really give the judges what is like the criteria, but what looks you know, you can see like um, what goes on in each show. You can start seeing the pattern because you can have a criteria, but you can look at the pattern of how their criteria have been modified. Right. Pretty much the back pose for 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 the difference in the back pose for um, one organization to the other is whether you got your shoulders out or your shoulders in. And like I said, I'm not gonna. So, but this one, that one, but it depends on if you're training for that show, then I could give you the advice for that show. But this is just uh, in general. Yeah. Okay, great. So mor moral of the story, generally speaking, listen to what John just said. Um, but always, always, always double check the criteria. And these are the kind of questions where when they say at the competitors meeting which you should be at and hopefully you're not late to it i know that you just got your tan and you just you got things <laughs> in your mind okay but you need to be at that meeting <laughs> right and when, and when they say do you have any posing questions that's when you ask these kind of questions you have to yeah um and another one uh, you have a couple other organizations that they actually you know with the the front and back you you, you keep your base leg you have a base leg which is your left leg and the, the actual criteria say you, you you keep your left leg as your base leg and you pivot to the right and you pivot back the other way so you turn one way and wow. you turn the same way and you keep that base leg um and that's another organization and they're really popular um one of the things about it is again definitely going to that meeting and making sure you understand what they're looking for those judges and that's the thing is that I would highly recommend each and every individual. And I would, I would really, really put a wager. But after I say this, then everybody's going to go read the criteria that 80% of the individuals that's going on stage to compete, 
have not read the criteria, cannot state what the leg placement should be. So I'm going to flip it and say, please go read the criteria so you know exactly what they're asking for. Uh, yes. I read the criteria for every my all the competitors when I get ready to teach them. I know exactly what it says. And when they say, well, that's not the way someone else is doing it. I say, I'm doing this for you, not for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so read the criteria. Know exactly what the criteria are. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. Speaking of competitor meetings, may, may I share an embarrassing coaching story with you? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So this is a very embarrassing coaching story. This was at the Open Natural when um, I was guest posing at this event, co-hosting it, and also coaching a bikini athlete, right? So um, we were, uh, oh yeah, um, the, the head judge, Marla, she just, you know who Marla is? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, okay. She goes, okay, we're doing front pose, side pose, and back pose for bikini. Any questions? And I was like, yeah. I, I've never heard of a side pose before. I didn't know that was a real thing in bikini. <laughs> um, and then and, and I looked at the other bikini athletes and their coaches were like, kind of had the same look as me. And so, um, so we all had to kind of just take a crash course on it and practice, practice them together. Um, so I, I guess I, I have absolutely no idea how to teach this pose. Do you? <laughs> well, well the, the, again, the side pose is the front pose with your body angled to one side of the stage. It's the same thing. Um, the front pose, again- That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, so the front pose, again, if you look at, we're gonna look at a little evolution here, okay? So mm -hmm. when bikini was started, everybody was doing the front pose. The front pose is shoulder width apart, one leg pushed to the side, hands on that hip. That was the front pose. Then that pose went to, that same to the side, but the hip was rotated. Um, the front hip was rotated. Then that went yeah. from that to the side to the, the the leg here, and then one leg bent. And then it went to one facing the side and doing. So the front pose is just again with the criterias. Your feet need to be facing the judge. Both feet should be facing the judge. Now they uh, you. It's hard to push your um, glutes to one side and create an angle with your feet this way. So you need to angle your feet, right? And then push it one mm -hmm. way or the other. That was, the, that's the criteria, right? Right. So that's the front pose. The side pose is just having your feet could be like this, or it could be one turn here and one like this, or it could be the other, the other way, right? So just your feet are not facing the judge. So a front it's, pose- It's like an exaggerated front pose is what yes. I'm gathering. So the front pose that Marla was talking about, feet facing the judge, right? Okay. The side pose, feet facing this side or that side, doesn't matter which side. And the yeah. back pose, again, is just the back pose. So the front pose is feet facing the judge, both feet, mm -hmm. not one feet turned this way. Cause some of the front poses, right now, this is uh, this is a front pose with one feet here, and then one feet turn there. But that's NPC. It's the same thing as a. This is a front pose for NPC with one right. feet here and one feet turned here. Okay. And so, but once you turn this feet this way, and what Marla was saying, and what in our organization, that's a side pose. Once so what, this feet what, is once your 
once once it's so it's mainly in the in, in, in the position of the toes. If your toes yeah. are pointed primarily forward, that's the front pose. Front pose. If your toes are, pr- are pointed towards the side, but your upper body still resembles mainly a front pose, that's actually the side pose. That's a side pose. Okay, that's not no. confusing at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's again, um, yeah. Um, so it, here's it, it, it seems to kind of be like the 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 side serratus pose of the bikini. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. ju- judges rarely call for it, and if they do, it's probably a close show. But it's one of those poses that you need to have down because if they do call for it, you better be ready for it. You know, you, you know. And then, but but to me, that's part of the the promoter and the organization, and mostly the promoter. I, I'll explain mm-hmm. to you why. I'm a promoter. I am going to mm-hmm. go over all of these things and let someone know exactly what they need to do the day of the show so they would never hear at the judges i mean at the the the, the uh competitors meeting something that they haven't heard than me say already 101 times right. <laughs> so yeah right you know so the beast shocked me like oh lord we're doing this and yeah really want to emphasize and, and this is so important and i really want to emphasize this mm-hmm. a lot of time is spent on transition Versus the posing, uh, individuals say, "Well, what what you if you spend a lot of time in your transition and you guys and girls and everybody now I'm seeing a lot more transition and you never got into the pose and they're calling the next movement and you still transitioning." You so. I know, and I get carried away doing that too because, like, especially on the back double bicep pose, I'm yeah, like, man, yeah. like it, it, it takes. You, the, it, I know, and then see, this is get, where you would you would hate judging me because it takes me ten no, seconds. No, to I wouldn't hate you. I, no, I wouldn't. I'll just go to the next pose, and you oh, you missed yeah. out on that opportunity. And and, and so <laughs> even worse. I, so going back to what is the biggest thing that people do, and is you're not in the pose, and you're still in transition. Once you become a pro in whatever organization, then you can work on the transition. But just think about it. If you're on a level and you're trying to get to a level, understand, just show them what they want to see. They want to see your back. They want to see your side or they want to see your front. Just show that. The the less transition, the most show you got. uh, Trust me, I don't judge on transition. I judge on if you're in that position and I can see that pose and I can see those glutes and I can see those hams and I can see that back and I can see the shoulder work, all that hard work that you did. If you're transitioning, I'm never getting the opportunity to see your hard work. I can see right. you can move. So you got good dexterity and good 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 flexibility, but I, I don't know if you know how to pose. I mean, get right. in the pose. <laughs> and, and with the transitions, it, it's like, save that for your individual routine save that for your tea walk save that yeah. for your for, yeah, yeah. With, and, and that actually brings us into the, that that brings us into walking was there anything else that you wanted to no no that's perfect yeah yeah okay cool so um so walk, walking tips judges are going to ask to walk from the front line to the back line so that they can get different angles um when they say ladies walk to the back line please um what we teach is to drag your right foot or your left doesn't matter, but but um, drag drag one of your feet inward so that your feet are closer together. Then you're going to cross your legs together as you're walking back, um, walk, walking walking like you're on it, right? 
uh, chest up nice and high and confident subtly swing your arms from side to side as you as you walk so you definitely don't want to have flexed arms you want your elbows to be like mobile so that they can bend and kind of um, effortlessly and naturally swing side to side I never demonstrate it because I would look like an idiot if I did. <laughs> and so I just so I just try to teach us verbally the best I can, which is why which is which is why we're doing this series um, on on audio. Mm -hmm. um, and and then and then focus on your glutes first as you engage them and set up in your back pose on the back line. Is that pretty much what how how, how you would teach it from someone nope. walking from the front line to the back? Pose? Oh, no, nope. Really? nope. This is how I would teach it walking from the front line to the back line. Okay. All that that you said is real good. So I'm going to paraphrase it real quick, okay? Okay. Ladies, when you're walking to the back line, walk as confident as you can, as slow as you can, pushing your glutes back, focusing on your glutes hamstring movement. But just make it slow and smooth. Just slow it down on your walk to the back. So you know wow. when you got your glutes pushed, they're going to flare and your ham is going to pop. If you walk too fast, your glutes stop engaging and it looks like this. It looks like this. So what you want to do is you want to pop shaky. and you want to move slow. Okay. To the back. Right? And then you get in position. You already got your glutes pop. Your hamstring is, is popping. You're good. That's it. Okay. Slow then, your walk down. If, if you walk too fast, you, you, you're doing your glutes. If you stand up and walk, your glutes are going to disengage, right? They're not engaged. You right. have to create that pelvic tilt, that, that tilt to engage the glutes. So once you do that and you're trying to do this walk like this, your balance is going to shift. So you're going to, you're going to look like, you're going to be like, wow, what, 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 what's going on? They get, they, they walking on eggshell or they're walking on a tightrope. We don't want a tightrope as, as when you're doing this right here. I always recommend, again, you, you could do that, but I always recommend this here. So don't cross your legs. It's a hard walk. Unless you put on heels, three, four, five, six inch heels, and you do that walk, I, 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 I do that walk with heels on. So I know how challenging that is i i do i yes i i have i will show you my heels but i, I don't want to go in my closet <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm okay i i i think i think i'll be okay the rest of my life if i <laughs> if, never saw if, me if, in if, heels if I, if I don't see you in heels i'll be okay with that yeah i, I don't want it that's what i don't want to you know because we got a good thing going do, i don't do want to mess the, it up do you, do you put do you put the suit on too just to make just just to, just to really show whoa whoa, whoa, whoa see now you now you're going in let's let's stay with the walk <laughs> you're not looking at my glutes and hams tying okay <laughs> again ladies ladies if if you've messed listen i have professional walkers that walk on stage for profession professional walk they do this so they they have mastered this this is a mastery right and i've mastered that that takes years takes years if you're just getting into competition and someone teaching you all this you're going to look like a baby giraffe but if you do this and you keep your glutes tight, you're going to look more 
professional at that level. It's about leveling. It's about leveling up. When you, if this is your first show or your second show or your third show or fourth show, and you have not walked in those heels, in other words, I tell you what, give me two thousand hours of walking in heels, you're you're good to go, right? You can do all this if you did two thousand hours. If I say yeah. give me two thousand hours, so that means like if you look at it right, the average person is doing a couple hours a day. But that's okay. Give me a thousand hours. That's a whole year of walking in heels, yeah. right? One hour a day, you know, is three hundred and sixty. So that's only that's only actually that's a couple years, right? So you yeah. got to believe me. I've taken baby bambies, you know, walking in the heels like this, and just continue to just teach them slow. And then I was like, hey, let me. I want to see you um, just cross over a little bit, okay? And it takes time. That is a professional walk, and it takes. A lot of effort, a lot of time, and I always say, walk slow, push your glutes back. Walk slow, push your glutes back. Walk slow, push. And now again, there's going to be individuals that know how to do that walk, have been doing that walk, have the stage presence. Good for them. But the average person, if you haven't been practicing that over and over and over and over again, you look like it. And me as a judge, honestly, all I want to see is glutes and hams as you walk back. If you walk fast and disengage your glutes, it's going to see jiggle. You're going to see, you're going to see, and so you want to just keep it tight. Wow. That's all I have for that one. Very, very good. <laughs> that's 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 all that's all you have for that one. Are you kidding me? That's the that's the that's the best. Uh, that's the that's the that that makes more sense than anybody else I've ever heard describe how to walk in bikini. Because mo most coaches will, will will teach to cross your legs. Well, most and coaches ain't walking unless it's female coaches, and half of them ain't even walking like that. They're just telling them to cross their legs because. I mean, I I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll 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 challenge any coach out there to a walk any so i mean you you set up the time the date and we will walk and wow. i'll show you my walk you show me your walk and we will we'll go for it i mean that's just me i feel really comfortable i've been doing this right for 12 13 years yeah <laughs> and i teach class three four times a week <laughs> <laughs> and i got a full-length mirror that i just love to look at <laughs> um so on the so walking to the front how how is that different is it is it the is it now, the same idea no no yeah no walking to the front that's that's the thing right what you want to do walking to the front you want to actually bring those hips and you want to move them but you want to move a little bit faster as you move walking to the front you will watch i always recommend this take a camera put it facing you and walk to that camera right at a normal pace just just walk to the camera right you want to definitely keep the shoulders and you want to think about the hips now after you do that walk take that same camera and slow it down and what you're going to see is what the judges see your quads and going to be flexing as you walk up and we're going to see that see you don't notice that thing when you're walking but if you walk to the front as a normal way and just really drive those legs down just boom boom drive them and put your hips into it 
the judges are going to see your quads in and out, in and out. And the only way you can see this, the only way you can see this is to videotape yourself and slow it down so you can see how dynamic your body looks walking forward. And then your shoulders, you'll you get to see that how the shoulders are and everything. And then hit your position. Bam. And then as soon as you do that, you're going to see, wow, walk look good and I hit it and wow, everything pops. And that's the word why it popped because the judges see you walking and they're looking at your quads and your shoulders and they're looking at the hips, right? And you're just walking just like this and not slow. You want you want to kind of you want to pick up the pace. If you're walking slow back, you want to pick it up just a little bit, and you'll be amazed at what you see. Like I said, I challenge everybody, take a video, record yourself walking um, backwards slow, and then well, just record yourself walking back and walking forward. Slow it down so you can see what the muscles are doing. As a judge, that's all I'm looking at. I'm looking at what your muscles is doing while you're moving. And you will be amazed at what you see. I'm, I'm amazed right now just listening to this. I am I am literally going to practice this, bro. I am yeah, not kidding. And I I'm, I'm going to do it you. exactly like you said. And and But I am not posting this on Instagram. No, no. But, <laughs> but after, after you do it, then you can thank me later. Okay? <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes that 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 makes that makes so much sense. Makes so much sense. I can I can see I can see why that works so well now. Cool. Um, <laughs> can you can you can you can you see my checklist that that, that I have? So like all, all all these notes on it and everything. That's why I wrote. Uh, that's that's why in anticipation for this meeting, I wrote rough draft on the top of this because I was like, man, I I know that I am gonna change half of this after talking to John. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, this this is this is wonderful. Um, so when the judges ask competitors to trade places, would would competitors one one and two switch places? Um, first of all, you got to remember which number is yours. Take it from yeah. my experience. I, I forget half the time. You got a million things going through your mind. Remember what your number is. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then, and then, uh, so when so when they do say that, um, I I recommend that the athlete they bend their knees, raise their hand, make eye contact with your opponent, and then just trade places and keep all those same walking tips in mind, right? Mm -hmm. So there's okay. a couple and uh, organiz. It depends on what organization you're in, and this is where it gets dicey to me, and it gets a little unprofessional, and I'll explain mm -hmm. it. If your number is called. And organizations that, in other words, the way I teach all my competitors and for one organization, when your number is called, take a step back and raise your hand. Because if you step hmm. back, you can look to the left side and you can look to the right side and you can find that person. And then you walk in the back. And I'll explain oh, okay. that in a minute. I'll explain that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Then you go. Now, the other, the other way is the other way is you take a step forward and you raise your hand and you look to the left you look to the right and you walk in the front if it's four or five people okay whatever the the that doesn't in certain organization when you're in the one spot two spot three spot four spot five spot you're pretty much you you kind of know that's where that's where the, the cream of the crop is the, and, the, and you want to be center, center stage, pretty right. much. But the professionalism is how you get to center stage. I've actually seen competitors keep walking in front of each other and almost walk off stage. That 
shows if you step in front, raise your hand and let that person move. And then as that person moves, then you move. So you don't have to cut somebody off or try to keep going like this, right? So if you yeah. raise your hand and you like, okay, that person's already walking there. So all you got to do is you're going to walk on closer to the judge is once they get to your this step and then walk versus don't try to walk right into another competitor. Now, the reason I say go in the back because the judges knows what they're looking for. And the comparison is say if you got um, um, two people on this side and the judges want to see, you see, because this guy is a little shorter than this guy. And the judge want to see two short people together. So he moves this person over to this one or he moves this one out of the way, right? So this one's going to go in the short person's going to come there. So what they're trying to do is compare like to like. Normally, you're going to have a class of 20 people under 5'2", 20 people under 5'5", five, five, maybe, maybe not. But if you're in a class mm -hmm. where you have like a short, tall, they're going to try to put like to like and then bring it towards the middle. So I would, um, again, if you're going to step forward, make sure you okay. just be polite when you cross. If you're going to step backwards, just I'll step back and then you got all that to yourself. The judges, nothing nothing that change in position really means, I mean, if you're in a certain organization, you know that if you get center, then you got one of the top three spots. Pretty much, that seems to be the way that organizations are doing it now. If you got a class of eight, if you're in the center, three spots, you know you could be top three. And then if you're in the center, yep. five spots, top five, that could be, but then you got each judge, each judge is judging each category. And just because one judge put you in that center, it does not, if this judge down here on the far side cannot see you and they put you in third and somebody else closer to him in first, it's because of the perspective of the judge's criteria that they see and they're not, they never got to see you down on their side. Yeah, they got to see every athlete from every competitor. That's why that's why they're moving everybody yeah. around. But you're but you're you're absolutely right. And th and th thanks for being honest about that too, because because <laughs> because I've I've heard I've heard a lot of judges say, "Oh, it doesn't matter where you end up. It has nothing to do with your placings." And I'm like, "Bullshit! Yeah, it does. <laughs> like the, the the best athletes always end up in the middle. Everybody knows that." Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so here's the deal. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm be honest with you again. Okay. Uh -huh. We're going to remember it's uh, it's in a bikini, right? You got yeah. your, your your presentation. You don't have a symmetry round. It's well, you do. It's symmetry, right? You're gonna go and want to see top to bottom, left to right. So at that moment, no one should be moving. Everybody should be in their spot, and you're judging on the symmetry. Yeah. After the first rotation, the second rotation, then they're gonna put the the head judge is gonna put who they think. Right, and then they're gonna do another rotation, right? Yeah. And then the next one would be the presentation and and and, and the conditioning. The might you might change, so you might be centered on one aspect, and then next thing you know, you move to another spot. So does that mean that you're top three, top four? Top, so you're right. If 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 it's eight people and you're really on the edges. Good job. Continue to do work. You, you're going to get there, right? Yeah. If there's eight people and you're in the top three, top four spot, 
you don't know how it really gonna go out, but you you you're thinking could be top three, could be top two, could be. You don't know unless you they that's take gonna, and, and, that, and that's gonna and that's gonna drive you nuts until you until you get there to the evening show and figure out who plays where. <laughs> yeah, unless and even sometimes they take. This happened to me on several organizations. Um, I'm in the center, man, for like the first couple rounds, boom, boom, boom. Then they take me and put me all the way over to the side and they bring everybody in. And I'm over there all by myself. Now, normally I would get an attitude, but now I'm like, you know what? I know, I know why I'm over here because they can't find out who's second, third, and fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason why they put me over here because I'm making it a distraction. <laughs> and when you're that good and you know you're I've, making a I've distraction, seen that before, yeah. except being moved out of the center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, can't put him over in the second spot because no, can't put him in the third spot. No, let's just move. <laughs> Can we just ask him to walk off the stage and get his trophy yeah. later? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I've been that guy in the middle so many times too, where it's like, okay, uh, no, 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 number numbers one and two switch and it's me moving out of the middle and it, it doesn't matter but like you if somebody moves out of the middle you just look at their face and you can see their heart just ripping yeah, half my, like, my, no. it, I, I stop i stopped worrying about it because i realized that you know what i'm already number one in my book so who cares what other people put me exactly <laughs> i mean that, I that's, 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 the attitude, any, that's the attitude any competitor needs to have no matter how competitive you are is, is to go hey at, at the end of the day it's it's a judge's opinion Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and that, that that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're a better athlete it might mean that somebody else was a better athlete on that day it might mean that the judges um, happen to prefer something different it doesn't change your it doesn't change how good of an athlete you are and it doesn't change what you did and didn't do in your prep you should be proud of yourself for the fact that you made it there and hopefully you look the best that you ever have in your entire life when you step on stage if you can say that it doesn't matter what place you got yeah and um yeah, so with that also, um, okay, are you going to talk anything about judges' feedback? Yeah. Okay. Um, really, uh, what I want to say about judges' feedback is that majority of the competitors now have clients. I mean, uh, competitors have, 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 um, Posing coaches, they have coaches, they have individual like that that's doing it. What mm -hmm. I ask every competitor, even before, when they come to get judges' feedback, it's not about placements, but it's about you understanding you're going to get, try to get information from someone that's, that's in the um, industry that could help you on a certain thing. Like if you and your coach say, hey, I really think you was good, but I, I want to make sure, like, was it the glutes and hams or was it the shoulders? And when the judge is giving you feedback, are they giving you the feedback based on, because any judge can tell you, you need more condition, you need to get leaner. But are the judges giving you feedback as like, you know, this will help your shoulders or this will help your glutes. And then you and your coach, can be like, yeah, we're on point. They're on point. We understand our placement. You know what I mean? But right. If you go up there and you're the leanest person up there and the judge to get more leaner, get more condition, uh, I would really be careful about listening when someone, you know, if you're the leanest up there, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You fit the criteria. It just if it's based on again feedback should be based on how to improve your physique, not for a placement, but for a development. Okay. And very if, very good. If a coach knows you're you're coming up there with shoulders not capped, glutes flat, or posing. If the coach knows that, they should already before. I always tell my clients before you go on stage. Here's what I'm doing. We're gonna. I'm gonna give you my feedback right now. Right now, I'm gonna give you the feedback, and I guarantee you, every judge is gonna give you the same thing. And wow. if the judge give them anything different than what I gave them, wait, hear me out now. That is not in line with what. Is true, meaning that, that it's like you need to get you. We're going in this, but we can definitely get more condition. Here's your body fat. This is where we wanted to go, but this is where we ended up. We're doing the show with this. We're gonna use these technique to 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 to, to put a little shine on it, but we know we got to bring those shoulders up. We got to bring those glutes up. We know that. All right. Now, if a and they got small waist. Now, if a, if a judge say. Your waist is too big and your glutes are just right. <laughs> we, we got some issues. You yeah. see what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So I'm, what I'm telling each athlete, if you have a coach, make sure your coach is definitely on point. And what the judges are seeing is just trying to help you out. It's not about the placement because we're looking at all these different individuals. And the seven judges that's rating the individuals based on how many is in the class. Yeah, yeah, very That's good. That's what I just want to say about that. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, on on T walks, is it is it okay if we go if, uh, if we go yeah. over that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so instead so instead yeah so instead so instead of a instead of a bodybuilding posing routine, athletes are going to be reintroduced after mandatory poses are judged to perform a T walk using house music of the promoter's choice. You don't get to pick your own music; it's whatever music they're playing. Um, it consists of walking to the rear center, you do a pose, then you walk to the front center, do a pose, go to the left, do a pose, go to the right of the stage, do a pose, and then walk to the front center, center of the stage, doing a pose again, and then exit the stage in the same way that you came in. Poses should not be held for more than three seconds each. And here's where we're, we're going to, the, the, the walk, the walk should be about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. and, and, and like it'll, it'll, it'll change too. Like some federations will say, okay, we're coming out from this side. Then you're going to go, right. mm -hmm. you know, this side, this side, this side. Oh, darn. It's back. It's backward from where I, it's backwards from how I placed it before yeah. um, or how I practiced it before. How do you usually right. go about teaching how to, how to practice a T-walk? Uh, I, I teach every angle, every, every position. You're right. I have them come from the left side, um, back center, front center, go to the left. Go to the right, come back to the center. I have them come out on the right side, back center, come to the center, go to the right, go to the left. I teach every way possible, right? I have them just come out sometime and go directly to the center, then walk to the left side, then walk back to the center, then walk mm -hmm. to the right side, then walk back to the center. I teach every possibility there is, even after reading the criteria of the T-walk, right? And again, that's where I teach the transitions though. So you got three seconds to be in a pose. Go ahead and 
spin your transition before you get in that pose. Transition and show what you can then. Because as you walk in, you can transition. And my dog's all in here. As you walk in, you can show your transition then. And then when you go to one spot versus going directly to that spot and try transition as you get to that spot and then make it look when you're doing your team so you've, so you've already practiced every single scenario that they could possibly give you and, and then then you're flexible and more dynamic and it looks more natural and it doesn't look staged that yeah. makes a lot of sense sorry if i could interject interject just one thing um back when i when i when i was when i was doing stand-up comedy i would i would write i would write my joke and then i would i would practice saying it loud i would practice saying it soft I would practice yelling it. I would practice <laughs> with an Australian accent and just like every single different one. So that so then I could I could assess my audience and I could assess yep. like the, the 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 sound of the room and everything, right? So I guess it's kind of the same idea. You practice every pose from every angle, walking from diff walking from every angle, and then you just show up and you're like, okay, where are we walking? Oh, you're going here, here, and here. Okay, great. I did that. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, um, so here's here's the deal. And now this gives me the opportunity to talk about one thing, and then I'll go right back into the posing. So yeah, yeah. my understanding, the difference between insanity and greatness. Here we go. Insanity, right? Insane is doing something over and over for different results. So in other words, I'm going to practice walking here, 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 and then I'm hoping that that's the results. That's insane. Mm. Greatness is practicing the same thing over and over again for a desired result, desired results. In other words, if you practice everything, the desired results is whatever you give me, I can do it. Does that make sense? I think you lost me. I'm sorry. Because okay. okay. they sound very similar. Right, they do. It's only one word. Insanity is for different results. Greatness is for desired results doing the same thing over and over and again for desired results that's the greatness it's okay so then insanity is you do there's there's there seems so so it seems like there's less intentionality right with you're doing the, the same with, with thing over for different results in other words okay insanity is shooting a basketball over and over again but then go out to try to kick a field goal that's insane right <laughs> Right. Greatness is shooting a basketball over and over again and then go out and shoot three points and hit it. Okay. That's the easy that's the easy scenario. I'm, 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 tra I'm tracking with you now. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, I teach everything over and over again. And so when they get to a show or get to, you know, someone and they say, do it this way, they're like, we already practiced that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I already practiced that. Okay. Not They're not looking like deer in a headlight. Like, what, what? We never practice this. So, I mean, pretty much if um, a competitor that I've worked with have practiced pretty much every federation T-walk. Yeah. <laughs> Including the ones that just walk you out one pose and walk you off. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a football coach too. And so it's like, okay, you practice one position, you practice tight end over and over and over again. Oh, our yeah. center gets hurt. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have to go do that too. So yeah. hopefully during practice you've been practicing all the positions and not just the one position that you're that you're comfortable with. And the same right. thing kind of applies to T walks. Exactly. Yes. There's no three point stance in a T walk though. 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, get, 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 I don't, I don't know, man. Give the IFBB a few more years, and the freaking men's physique guys are going to be twice the size, and God knows what the whip, what the <laughs> what's going to happen to the women's divisions. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm Thank God for natural you. bodybuilding, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only say one organization. Everybody else, I keep out of, I keep their name out of my mouth. You know? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, 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 I just talk about my own wife. That's 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 wise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about nobody. I keep I keep everybody's name out my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you have completely uh, transformed, transformed, transcended whatever the the way the way that I've uh, been 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 working on bikini and, and and coaching bikini. And as you know, this is my least experienced by far of all of all the categories to teach. And so very, very grateful for your time and your expertise. Um, help helping ex explain this break this down. This is going to be a very, very helpful resource to our competitors too. Um, and that that and the checklist that I have too. So I'm definitely going <laughs> to overhaul that and add a lot of those notes that you said. Um, made notes to take things like crossing the legs out. That's something that we got to go away with. Um, and I'll teach it the way that, that the, way, the way that you just explained it. That made so much more sense. Um, what is the hottest project that you, John, are working on as of lately? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Well, again, my hottest project is each one of my clients. I want to make sure that they have a very great environment where they have the support they need. I want to make sure that they have fun in their journey. I want to make sure when they do whatever they do. But also, I, you know, the hottest thing I work on is always having support for my clients. If they need nutrition, you know, I've branded my own nutrition to to support my clients in different what, ways. You know, what, 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 what are the what, what are those? So that so this this is an audio only podcast. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so right now I'm showing you uh, actually my protein. I have um, different variety in protein for uh, different individuals. You know, if you want beef, if you want casein, if you want um, a a a veggie vegan brand. I know you don't do vegan. Uh, I got. <laughs> greens and uh, so the biggest our, thing is our, our, our listeners will definitely be particularly interested in the beef protein <laughs> yeah 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 so i have definitely um uh i will definitely send you a link of like some protein and please do uh, i'll plug it i'll put it in the, i'll put it in the show notes yeah. you got it and so uh again i'm not like one of those people that um if you give me a good price i'll match it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and awesome. uh, I'm, I'm okay working with ind individuals that have, um, again, if you need help, that's what I'm here for. But just working on that and um, getting ready to work on 2024 show. I'll have my posters out um, uh, in two weeks. Uh, what else am I working on? Oh, I'm working on, well, I have a couple things that might uh, slow me down and add more struggle to my life there is an opportunity for maybe me to be stage ready in 2024 what get out <laughs> there's an opportunity and cool. I'm gonna, this i yeah, gotta see yeah my my, my son i've is, known um, you for so long i've never seen you compete yeah my son is um really bit down and said dad he wanted to go on stage so I said I probably want to go on stage with him. 
Oh, cool, man. <laughs> Let me know what show it is so that I don't do the same show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I want I want the old generation and the new generation because, yeah. um, you know, I do um, like you, like on the carnivore, uh, keto. I, well, when I get in the prep, I'm pretty much, yeah, I just meet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's where a lot of that's where a lot of competitors get, and especially natural competitors like your carnivore keto by the end of the prep. Anyway, just stay there the rest of your life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I mean, I I love my gummy bears and Snickers, but when I'm prepping, uh, that's got to go. That's that sugar alcohol. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah. Where can people go to find out all about you and all your killer content, my man? Uh, I'm trying to get more direction uh, on the Unico Fitness. I will be updating my site. So you can go to unicofitness.com. Uh, Instagram, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, Unico Fitness LLC. You got my um, other Instagram. I got like three Instagrams. Um, so on um, Instagram and then on Facebook, you can go to John F. Nickerson on Facebook. So hit me up on any of those platforms. You know it's me. You're on <laughs> yeah, he's on TikTok too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. TikTok is. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you go. Sure. So, yeah, you can hit me up. You'll find me. Hey, like I always tell everybody, Google me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the number one John that shows. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I don't mean that. Wait. Uh, if you Google John F. Nickerson, I'm the number one John F. Nickerson in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told that I, I was at my other um career thing and I told him, yeah, Google me, John F. Nickerson. And I'm there with a couple VPs and um AVPs and senior, you know, directors and things, and they did it. And they're like, oh, you're in your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's so it's, funny. It's, appropriate, it's right. appropriate for both work environment and fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're going to put links to all that in the show notes below. It has been an absolute pleasure, John. Thank you so very much. We got to do this again, please, at some yeah. point. And, um, yeah, well, this is this has been... This, this, this has been another life-changing conversation. Thank, thank you again you so, so much. much for it. I expect nothing less, of course, and I can't wait till we talk again. Oh, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you having me on. It's, it's a blessing. I just thank you. Send out good vibes and hug, and thank you. Just really thank you. Hey, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. If you found this helpful, please pay it forward by sharing with a friend, specifically a bikini athlete for someone that wants to look like a bikini athlete. <laughs> this would be a great episode for them to listen to. We're not asking for donations. We're not set up on Patreon or anything. Just pay it forward, okay? That would be great. Thank you so very much. Also, make sure you follow John. And uh, if you got a little bit of extra cash burning a hole in your wallet, go buy some protein powder. I'm sure it's incredible, especially the beef protein. <laughs> That's definitely what I would recommend. All right. Uh, on that note, one more thing before we sign off. If you are not subscribed to our nutrition podcast, Carnivore Coaches Corner, I believe you're really messing up. I believe you're really missing out. Uh, Coach Mark and I, that is Coach Mark from Ireland. We collaborate weekly diving deep into meat-based nutrition and advanced hypertrophy training featuring top coaches and nutritionists from across the globe. 
If you are a fan of the low-carb lifestyle or just getting into it, just search Carnivore Coaches Corner on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and if your podcatcher isn't on that list, just tell us where you're listening, and I'll make sure we get Carnivore Coaches Corner on that platform, too. Thanks again one more time. We'll catch you next week on episode 198, where we'll get you pumped up for the next week. I'm going to leave you with our battle cry at supersetyourlife.com, which is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body.